Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with the wonderful face of the franchise here, the morning show host, LI in the AM on LI News Radio, Jay Oliver. Jay, welcome back. Great to be with you, Frank. Great to be with you. Well, I'll tell you, you've you've hit on so many good points, and I said I, I don't think we've, I don't remember seeing corruption like this. And I know I'm not naive, and you're not naive. Uh, when we were kids, there was corruption and there was political, but not like that. Let's say the last 15 years, everything just seems to be <laughs> be falling apart. And I don't know if it's because. There's social media because there's video uh, on our phones now and there's cameras on our phones and there's all of these things. But either they're not getting away with things or we're, we're getting a, the, to the bottom of the barrel. And our conversation started with Tim Sinney, the DA in Suffolk County, who, by the way, let me, let me state this. Let me state this. Tom Spoda once said, and, and again, now sentenced to five years, Tom Spoder, along with his chief aide, uh, Chris McPartland, for protecting the Steve Ballone-appointed Jimmy Burke uh, as police chief. I mean, it all tied into that one horrendous appointment by, by Ballone. By the way, never disciplined by him and the current DA, who was Jimmy Burke's boss, for 15 months. He was his boss. He could have done... Uh, anything after the Loeb situation, but nothing happened. But all of this starts with the appointment of Jimmy Burke as yep. police chief. And, and and I'll tell you what, Tim Sinney had a chance, and for reasons of full disclosure, I, I embraced him. I, I backed him four years ago. I, I had no idea he had this little character. And I just to use Thomas Valva, an eight-year-old boy who's dead by hypothermia, uh, allegedly, by the the hands of of well, I mean, it, we'll we'll wait to the trial before we get to that. But uh, I'll tell you what, I hope that Sinny's uh, incompetence on this and his and his lack of character doesn't affect this trial that happened. But I do want to say, it, it's it's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing the shamelessness of some politicians. To I mean, there should be certain things, Jay. That are sacred. I mean, nine eleven, the Holocaust, uh, the death of children, and and Valva, Thomas Valva. This should be a sacredness to this. Uh, when an eight year old boy it's taboo. dies, it, taboo. Do not use them to raise funds for anything uh, except victims' rights. I, and and let me ask you. I'm going to start this segment by asking you, Jay, uh, what should he do at this point? I don't know that he's reached out to you to either make an apology to, to to everyone out there, certainly the Valva family and the the, uh, the two remaining um, siblings, um, and, and maybe any money that he raises off of this should go to victims' rights or or something. Um, what's, what's your thought? What could Tim Sinney do right now to make up for this? Because it's already done. Well, it's shameful. It's already done. It's inexcusable. What can he do? I think, I think he needs to talk. I think he needs to get out there. He needs to get out on shows like yours and mine. I mean, you know, quite frankly, when I don't feel aligned with an individual based on whatever, could be a politician, could be anybody, 
I mean, listen, I've always said on my show, I have an open forum. I don't shut anybody out. I don't shun anybody. I welcome everybody. That's what we do at LI News Radio, okay? That's what we've done since its inception in 2013 of December. And we continue to do that, all of us, because that's what it's all about. It's about voices being heard. i got to be honest with you. I used to have Sini on the show. Sini used to be a fan of the show, from what I was told, when he was uh, the acting police commissioner. And we welcomed him. And, you know, I was a little critical of him in betwixt and in between. There was a photo of him, I don't know if you remember, Newsday front cover, helicopter, canines, all about the MS-13 gang. We're eradicating it. We've eradicated it. And it wasn't true. I thought it was a little too soon to celebrate, be careful. Uh, and quite frankly, I thought it was out of line. Because what you do is, what you did there was an open invitation for more terror. And we've seen that. Okay, so let's be careful in our celebrations. Ever since then, uh, I don't think he's been a fan of me, to be honest with you. Um, And I've reached out to him many times, Frank, many, many times. And it just goes on deaf ears. Crickets, you know, I've reached out to him recently to try and answer this stuff. Um, Nothing, you know, I've had his opponent in the upcoming on a couple of times already, and Ray Tanny, very impressive guy, Ray yeah. Tanny. And with that, to be fair, because that's our policies, I've reached out uh, to the incumbent, and again, crickets. So, I think Tim Sinney, what he needs to do is set the course and set it right and answer this stuff, because people are outraged over this. And if you're trying to get reelected to a district attorney's post. And this is a biggie in Suffolk County, okay? A DA in general has a lot of power and an obligation to get out there to the public and to be transparent as much as you can. And in this, and listen, I understand transparency. You know, in certain instances, you can't be transparent. I understand that with cases and everything else and investigations. In this particular case, he needs to answer. And he needs to discuss and communicate with the residents of the county. Because people are outraged over this. And if it's going to fall on deaf ears, I mean, I'm sorry. I think that's the wrong course. And if he's being advised based on that to do, well, that's just moronic, in my opinion. The best way to quell negativity in my estimation, in doing this as long as I'm doing, is to talk about it and talk about it where people will listen. We give them the forum to do that. Now, it's their choice, but I got to tell you, in this particular case, Frank, it's the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. And it's a choice that could cost this guy an election. It could cost anyone an election when you do something of that nature. If you're not privy to the fact of common sense where you are exploiting a case in which somebody who could not take care of themselves is dead. An eight-year-old child. And then, by the way, a brother who's 10 who was abused, allegedly. Well, I'm sorry. If you can't think in those terms as far as what's right and what's wrong, maybe one doesn't deserve to be as high up on the chain as this individual. 
just uh, Jay Oliver is the voice you're hearing. Frank McKay here, much more importantly, the voice of L.I. in the A.M. And if you're not listening to that, you've got to be. Uh, Jay Oliver is the face of the franchise here on L.I. News Radio. Uh, very uh, proud to have him here talking about the, you know, what's turning into a terrible scandal for first term incumbent Tim Sinney, the Suffolk County D.A., and he, he, I mean, listen, he's got to get out in front. He's got to nip it in the bud. Even if you're, if you're out there, you're one of his political advisors, whoever it is, Justin Meyer, uh, you know, uh, Ballone, uh, you know, you got to tap him on the shoulder and you got to say, hey, get, get, get a handle on this thing before it gets out of hand. He used the, the death of Thomas Valva, uh, eight-year-old Thomas Valva, uh, to, to promote his campaign and to ask for funds for his campaign, suggesting that he can't do his job, he can't prosecute in this case uh, unless he gets money from from you, the you know the the residents of Suffolk County or whoever. Obviously, it's uh, it's shameless. Uh, it it's got to uh, it, it it has to be addressed by him. Uh, one of the things that I, I'll say is I've talked to hundreds of people at it uh, about this uh, situation. Nobody defends him. I mean, there's not a single person who said. Oh, well, I, I, I could see why he did this, or I can understand why he did it. Uh, it's it, nobody has said that. And two people that wanted to jump to his defense right away, they, the first thing they said is that that he didn't do it, and that it must have been a setup because he's too smart for this and he's too good a guy to do this. And when they came back with with the bad news to them that it was City who did it, he sent it out as a fundraising piece. As soon as that that came. Uh, one of them turned around and said, yeah, "I can't support him anymore. I, I don't know what he's, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know if they were on drugs when they when they did this. They just weren't thinking, or if somebody else did it." And then the other one said, "I I I need to talk to him before I pull away from him, uh, support." But this is a terrible situation. Jay Oliver here with me, Frank McKay. More importantly, Jay Oliver. Uh, Jay. You know, we, we talked about what to do. What can a, a politician do about this, get out in front? You mentioned that he could come on your show anytime. I mentioned, I invite him all the time publicly. You know, he knows he's he knows he's welcome here anytime, Tim Sinney. And if he just wants to make a statement, nobody's going to attack him. I mean, just come and make a statement. Clarify what happened. I think the people are forgiving. I think if you said, I screwed up, this was a poor choice to do we we meant to do this but it was a poor choice uh was steve balone maybe steve balone would come out and make a statement does steve balone think this was a good move by tim sinney to do uh have you i know you you speak to laura curran who by the way is very open she even if you criticize her she comes on your show regularly and and i know uh steve balone has been somewhat of a regular for you has balone reached out about this yeah i mean uh you know, listen, truth be told, we're supposed to have Bologna on a monthly basis. Uh, when it came time, as we went into August uh, to get him in, uh, they, they couldn't do it. They told me it was a scheduling uh, situation. They haven't gotten back to me yet. So, you know, part of the problem with individuals uh, when they are in office is, and the one common denominator I notice that most of them have is their thin skin. And when they're thin skin, they can't take criticism. And when they take criticism, they curl up into a cocoon. And, and quite frankly, it's unacceptable to me. You know, part of the obligation of somebody who is either in a county executive's post 
a district attorney's post, uh, is to answer the call. I mean, you know, we are a radio station that caters to Long Island. We're the only news talk on Long Island. I mean, what better platform can you serve up to somebody to get a message out? You know, it baffles me. But you know what? I've always found, and listen, you go back to the days of Andrew Cuomo. I had him on 19 times in two years. Wow. That's more than any other outlet in the state. Except when things are great, they want to come on, right? You know, they all want to come on. You know, hey, we're attacking the virus. We're flattening the curve. You know, everything's wonderful. We're getting money in. We're going to disperse it. But when things go sour, uh, hello, anybody home? Yeah. And that's the problem in today's political landscape. When things get tough, they don't want to give messaging out. You see, where messaging is needed more so in that people want to hear from Steve Long. People want to hear from them. They want to know what they think of the resignation of a governor in which you can make the case he was almost a protege of that individual. Maybe you have an aspiration to get to Albany. I don't know. People might want to hear that. Same thing with the DA. You want to hear things when you can. Listen, I used to have Madeline sing this all the time on the show. She would talk left and right about what was going on within that office. It's important. It's important. What we offer is different than other markets. We have a very unique situation with 3 million people living here. We are the only news talk radio station. Underline that a few times. And people need to get that, okay? When you're in that office, it's almost you have an obligation to send a message. Listen, I have no hatred for anybody, okay? I respect people for what they do. I've said that a million times. Steve Ballone has done some very good things, also some bad things, and I've criticized him. I've criticized Laura Curran, especially with the human rights law veto. It's wrong. There's misinformation out there that people needs to, to need to know about, okay? And we'll keep hammering that point out. And with Tim Sini, the same thing. You know, I, listen, I was a fan of Sini way back. He's done some great things as a commissioner and as a DA. He has. But in this particular case... This was a complete dropping of the ball, complete judgment type deal here in which mindset was completely altered. And I'd like him to answer. I'd like to hear him what he has to say. So were many others. So in essence, the invitation is out there for all, but do not communicate is almost as worse as the act itself. Jay Oliver, once again, is the voice you're hearing. Frank McKay here with uh, the voice of L.I. in the A.M., Jay Oliver. Uh, Jay, let me ask you, going back to Cuomo here. Now, Cuomo is someone that you know very well, I know very well, yeah. and you had him on more than anybody I, I, I know anywhere other than some of the Albany uh, stations. You've had Cuomo on more uh, times than I could, I could even count. Uh, Cuomo may have gotten away with the nursing home situation um which i think was gonna it was gonna bite him uh, bite him in the back uh as uh, as soon as it was uh, focused on but of course the sexual harassment got him before that now here in suffolk county i 
I have different counts of how many people died due to the the COVID decisions that that Cuomo made, and nobody has stood up. And again, this is something. Let me ask your your opinion on. I mean, could Tim Sinney have started a uh, a investigation? Could he have started a grand jury to wonder what happened? Because we lost at least two hundred and fifty people. Uh, elder elders and senior citizens that were in nursing homes and assisted living, and uh, we we lost them due to this mismanagement and cover up from the Cuomo administration. Is that something you think Tim Sini could have looked at, and maybe still could look at uh, a little closer? He could still do it, but again, you know, at what point do you intervene here? I mean, my goodness, uh, you have. So many investigations going. I mean, you have the FBI, right? Yeah. You have the Brooklyn U.S. Attorney's Office investigating Cuomo and his administration over the handling of these nursing homes during the crisis. Uh, a, a probe uh, of the then top aide as well, uh, unraveled by the New York Post, you know, regarding Melissa DeRosa admitting to lawmakers, Democratic lawmakers, that officials had covered up the total nursing home death toll from COVID-19? I mean, come on. I mean, do we need it more out there on a silver platter uh, for those who are in this business? I mean, you can make that case. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, 15,000 people lost their lives. Okay. 15,000 people lost their lives. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, when you think, and Frank, you know, I go back in time. I watched every one of those 110 give or take briefings. And I got to tell you, something was awry with this thing from the early, from the embryonic stages. When questions were asked, I remember vividly, like it was yesterday, that this governor did not know how to handle this crisis. He would lean over to a guy like Howard Zucker, the commissioner the Department uh, of Health Commission. And even Zucker, and I call him deer in the headlights Zucker for good reason, because he's another guy. He, he just didn't know policy. I don't think these guys were really familiar with policy. They were fishing. And I think it was a tidal wave that was going on here before they could quell this thing. And look what happened. I mean, look what happened. You, I mean, March 25th, the edict of allowing COVID positives back into these venues. I mean, for what reason? Are we blaming? You see, it's the blame game. Oh, well, it's the government. It's the federal. It's the direction. It's what they say. No, no, that's not the way it goes. That's not the way it goes. I mean, your top aide is on audio tape that stated they froze because they didn't want to feel the wrath of the administration. Talking about the Trump administration, of course. They didn't know what to do. And that's why... They covered it up. And, of course, what happened since, you have a cover-up of the cover-up now because you have the DOJ disbanding uh, all investigations. Here. And that's something in itself that should be looked into. But that's a whole other story. But, yeah, originally the question, can a DA figure out as far as launching something of his own nature? Absolutely. Do we hear anything regarding that from him? I don't believe. Nothing. I don't believe Nothing. I heard anything. Nothing. No criticism of, of Zero. whatsoever. I mean, it's Zero. But you see... The problem is, and I go back to what I said a couple of minutes ago, if we are going to operate this way as far as party affiliations and everything else, then you know what? 
we're doing something very wrong in our society. Because if that's the way we operate in these types of positions, then it's a disgrace. It really is. I hope it isn't. I hope I'm wrong. I really am. I hope I'm wrong. But it would be nice to have some sort of intervention from an individual who was the highest rank as far as what could occur here from a legal sense. I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't hear anything. Well, right. I didn't even hear anything from the DA's office regarding the resignation of the highest powerful man in the state of New York. I got nothing. Zero. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong as far as that evaluation. Listen, Jay, uh, you, you've hit it on the uh, nail on the head so many times, and I appreciate the work that you've done over the years and the frankness. Look, it is as close as you can get to, to certain people. You always call it as it is, and uh, you are a voice of reason in the morning here and, in, and throughout the day. Jay Oliver, I want to thank you for being here and talking about the, the, the Thomas Valva scandal. Uh, involving uh, Tim Sinney, uh, him utilizing this uh, this terrible tragedy of the death of an eight-year-old for his own benefit, for fundraising requests and, and campaign requests. But, Jay Oliver, thank you very much for being here. Always a pleasure, Frank. I look forward to the next time, my friend. Jay Oliver, everyone. And, and listen, a, a request to, to Tim Sinney, uh, to his folks, we would love to get you on this show and uh, you know what we're going to ask you, you know, so you know beforehand what we're going to ask you. And if you want to specifically talk about this, just give an explanation. What were you thinking? Uh, look, I mean, we make mistakes. I think people will will appreciate you getting out in front of it. It, it is a terrible situation. I'm sure by now you understand that it's wrong um, to use the death of an eight eight-year-old to further your your fundraising efforts, your campaign efforts that uh, there's it's taboo. It's uh, it's one of those things that shouldn't be touched. Uh, Tim Sinney, you're welcome to come on anytime and you heard Jay Oliver, you're welcome to come on his show anytime and I think we'll both be fair, but Tim Sinney, please come and explain what you were thinking on this. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. <laughs>